0: welcome to the lha church podcast this is jerry galloway
1: and i'm the pastor of lha church thanks for joining us today i pray this blesses you strengthens your faith to know that god is working in your life enjoy the message amen amen praise god isn't it great to be in the presence of the lord this morning and I was uh, right there with Pastor. He says, didn't even want to do the transition, man. Just a great, incredible presence of the Lord in this place today. We just give him praise, glory, and honor. Amen, amen. Well, uh, it's been awesome to see these last couple weeks, and even here uh, last week as I was talking to people in the altar, uh, just uh, hearing what God has been doing in your lives, and and God has been setting people free. He's been delivering them. And that is incredible. And that is awesome. And, and what a testimony about who God is and what God can do. Come on. I said what God can do in our lives today. And uh, last week, uh, I uh, just, you know, the presence of the Lord was strong. I just felt we needed to get to the altar. So I did not finish uh, what I had prepared and uh, then During the altar time, talking to people um, several times, uh, the subject that I was, uh, the last point that I had came up in the altars as I was praying for people and stuff, so I really felt led of the Holy Spirit to uh, continue on and to finish uh, this message. And uh, so thankful, as we talked about last week about the power of God and how the word of God is our strength and the truth of the word of God is our strength. And when we declare, come on, when we declare the word of God, there is power. There is power that comes when we read and, and memorize and know that through Jesus Christ, through the blood that he shed, he gave us victory we don't ever have to wonder if there's going to be victory he gave us victory and we declare the word of god and i, I don't know about you but you know some of my some of my favorite times is, is when the enemy tries to come against me i don't know if the enemy's going to come against you and i and and in that process automatically a scripture comes to my mind and i'll say wait wait one second That's a lie. Just hold on one second. That's a lie. Because here is what the word of God says. And that's what I'm standing upon. That's who I am. And we praise God because through him, he delivers us. He saves us. And not just delivers us, but continues to protect us and to lead us and guide us. And so as we go uh, today... The, the last thing I want to talk about in the story, and by the way, I just want to say, Pastor, it is so good to see you there. I'm not going to lie. When Pastor was back there um, earlier and I hugged him, I literally teared up um, because Pastor is absolutely incredible. I love him. He's not just my pastor, but he's a friend, and he's, and it was just so awesome to see you uh, today, Pastor, and just so grateful that you are here, and uh, God's hand is upon you. Amen. And, uh, and so today, and I did notice something, it's funny, sometimes Pastor, you notice some things, uh, as I was sitting there, I was like, obviously, you know, you guys could tell I'm growing a beard, and then next day you know, Kenan's growing a beard, obviously he's copying me, and uh, I get that a lot and stuff, but, uh, but it's okay, man, that, I take that as a compliment, I want you to know, and so... Um, but, um, but I just want you to know that, but amen. God is good. God is good. I'm not sure, but I think when I, I think my job in heaven, I think I'm going to be a comedian. I think that, I think that's what's going to, but what I'm going to do. So, but, but anyway, but so we talked about deliverance and, and, how awesome God is and, and how incredible he is and to live by the spirit of God And how living by the Spirit of God encompasses everything. It's not just coming to church once a week. It's about giving God everything. All that we are living, just committing our our soul, our spirit, our mind, our body, everything to God. And that's what it means to live uh, by the Spirit. And how when we live by the Spirit, it gives us the authority and the power to overcome anything that comes against us and deliver us from anything that comes against us. Amen. Amen. And so this week I want to talk about, it's real simple, um, but it's this, in the, in the process of deliverance and God um, breaking bondages in your life and God uh, destroying uh, things that happened to you years ago that, that the Satan wanted you to hold on to, but, but God did demolishing those strongholds. Uh, one of the biggest things that we have to do in the process of deliverance is we have to come to the place where we simply choose faith. We choose faith. I choose to believe his word. I choose to believe that if the word of God says that I have been given the authority to trample over anything, anything of the enemy, anything that wants to take me, I choose faith and I choose to believe it. Now, that's awesome to, to say that when it's a good high moment and everybody else is shouting and, and there, but it's, all, it's a little bit different When you're in the midst of a storm, isn't it? But it's in those storms that we have to hold on to the faith faith in Christ like never before. We've got to say, um, I will not let go. I will not give up. I will choose faith. And I don't care what it looks like. I will choose faith. I will choose faith. And so I want to talk about some of the areas that this will encompass when we talk about choosing faith. The first one Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is this, is when we talk about choose in faith, I want to talk about faith over flesh. How many know that this is a daily battle? Come on. Faith over flesh is a daily battle. And so one of the areas that this will encompass is obviously sin. And, and we will have that battle, we will have that battle with temptation and with sin. But, when we choose faith and we choose to believe the word of God, we can go to the word of God and say, okay, God, there's temptations all around me. What can I do? What do I have? What is, what is the power that I have through Christ that lives in me to overcome and to choose faith over my flesh every time, every single day that it comes my way? What authority do I have? What power do I have to be able to accomplish this? And we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 through 15, First Corinthians chapter 10 verses 13 through 15. And it says this, "No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide you a way out so that you can endure it. Man, what a powerful scripture that is. When we choose faith and choose to believe and live by the word of God, we've got to understand that even in the midst of temptation, even in the midst of a battle, whether it's a bondage or something that that you're trying to to work through and trying to defeat and and God is wanting to deliver you. We've gotta understand is that God is our way out. Okay, how many have ever in a battle or fight have said, well, if I do this, 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 and I do that and that, then I'll be able to overcome this. How many have ever started making a list and saying, well, if I don't, Maybe if I do this, this, and this, or maybe if I I change this right here, uh, maybe, maybe I won't struggle as bad. But we've got to understand this. The power is not in what we do in the flesh. The power is in the Spirit of God that lives in us. And we're going to even talk a little bit more about that and get into that a little bit deeper in just a little bit. But the power is in Him not in us uh, trying to control this or trying to control that, but the power is in him and surrender to him. Because he said, I, I will provide a way out. I will provide a way out. The Lord will provide a way out no matter what situation, no matter what's happening. God says that I will give you victory over sin. I will give you victory over sin. And that's what, listen, that's what God wants to do. He never intended to set you free through the blood of Jesus Christ to continue on in the same sin and bondage that you were in before he set you free. That was never his plan. That was never part of what God wanted to do in us. Matter of fact, you can read uh, Romans chapter six and, and it kind of kind of outlines that whole battle um, about shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? Uh, by no means, we've been set free. Why, why then shall we still continue to live in that sin? It was never God's plan. It was never God's plan for us just to continue to suffer and live in the bondage that he set us free from. He came to deliver us, to set us free. And so we look and we see that when we're tempted, he will also provide a way out. Listen, sometimes it's just simply crying out, Jesus. Jesus! I'm not feeling real strong right now. I'm feeling a little weak, actually. Jesus! I call upon your word and take authority through your word right now that says I have power over temptation and sin through you because you live in me. So I call upon it right now and I proclaim and declare your word. And I choose faith over sin. I choose my faith and the strength that I have in you over my flesh. I call upon you. I call upon you. To rescue me, to rescue me, and how many know? He says, "And God is faithful. And God is faithful." I, I and I'm, I'm, I believe. I believe that th- this is an important part of this message and talking about deliver me. I, I believe this is this is vital and important because it is. The choice that we make to live by the word, to believe God's word, that will bring daily deliverance in our life. That will bring, that will take those things that held us bondage and held us in chains for so long and break them off of our life. I've seen, and I know pastor can testify to this as, as well, over the years I've seen people come up and and God just like, whatever it was, alcohol, drugs, whatever, and in that moment in time, literally right then and there, I seen people come and be delivered and never again in their life even have a thought or anything or any desire for it at all. That's awesome. He can do that. He can do that. But I'm sure Pastor can testify that how many times is it that God takes us through a process to rely on him saying that I am faithful, just hold on to me, come to me. When you're tempted, call out to me. And God will take us through a a process of building our faith and building our strength that even when temptation comes in that area that you got delivered from, God is calling us to choose him, to choose faith over the flesh. And every time that we choose faith over flesh, we get stronger, we get stronger, and our faith becomes stronger and stronger. The next thing you know, we look back and those battles that we fought so hard are absolutely nothing to us anymore they're absolutely nothing because our faith was strengthened and built every single time the temptation our own temptation or the temptation from the enemy came against us we stood on the word of God and we chose faith we chose faith over our flesh and every time God begins to strengthen one of the other things that encompass when we talk about choosing faith over flesh is this, when it comes to our pursuit of God, our pursuit of God. How many know that we, when we choose faith, we're choosing the all-in lifestyle? Not just for areas that I, 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 just not for this area and this area, but it's an all-in. I choose faith, and with everything that I have, I choose faith. In our pursuit with God, we choose faith. Because honestly, let, let's just be honest. How many, have, how, how many know that we can, t- t- can tend to be a little bit lazy? Come on. We can, we can tend to be a little bit lazy when it comes to our pursuit with God. Sometimes we get so lazy that our pursuit of God is encompassed into one day a week on a Sunday morning. Sometimes we just get so lazy in our walk that that's our whole time that we give to God, is that one time on Sunday morning. But listen, our flesh is, I mean, it's, it's always, we're always going to have to fight this battle of laziness and, and, and not wanting to do those things and, and not wanting to stay up a little bit later, not wanting to give things up in our life. One of the things when we talk about faith over flesh and we talk about laziness is this, is we've got to choose faith over our idols. How many know we have a lot of idols in our life? How many knows that it's commonplace in our world today to binge watch series and TV shows and stuff that you'll literally spend six, seven, eight hours in a row watching one episode after another, after another. How, how mean, I know Phil does it all the time, and so, yeah, <laughs> and so, yeah, and it's so, it's so, yes, it's so, you know. How many? know this—it's a It's—it's it's true. It happens, and and nobody probably wants to raise their hand and says I've done it. I've done it too, but but you know, and I I'm, I'm gonna confess. I'm preaching this, and I literally just did that, um, over the last three days, and and but it was the chosen series, so I I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> Thought I was gonna confess something bad. You nope. Know? <laughs> Listen, if we sit there and we do this, we have a lot of idols in our life. We have idols in our life that consume our time more than what we give to God. I'm not talking about carved sculptures or gold images, I'm talking about the many things that we put before our relationship with God. The many things. And we've got to begin to ask ourselves this question, what are those things? What are the things that I put my whole energy into, my whole focus into, rather than my pursuit of God? What are those things? How many know they could, it could be anything. It could be absolutely anything. It could even be something that's good. It could, it can be. But what are those idols that we allow in our life to consume our time to the point that the only time that we have to give to God is once a week on Sunday morning? What are those things? And we've got, we've got to begin to, to choose faith over flesh. We've got to say to ourselves, you know what? All of that goes to the back of the bus. All of it goes to the back of the bus. Because I'm going to choose my faith, and my faith will be first and foremost in my life. And before anything else, I will seek him first. I will choose him first. Because what happens is, is sometimes we come and and, and God will deliver us, but yet we never lay the foundation of faith and active faith in our life. So the next thing you know, we're right back where we were. And it's a cycle that happens over and over and over again. That's why we have to choose faith. We have to choose the pursuit of God. Um, listen, Listen to this. The greatest battle, the greatest battle you will have with the flesh is not sin. The greatest battle you will have with the flesh is not sin. But it's the neglect of the relationship that gives you power over sin. Did you hear what I said? Sin is not your greatest battle. It's the neglect of the relationship with the one who gives you power over that sin. Because that is first and foremost. Because when we stay there, when we live there in the pursuit of God, that's when the Bible says that our flesh loses. That's when the Bible says our flesh loses. When we focus on him, the sin loses. But so many times, like I said, so many different areas in our life, We'll do this, we'll do this. Oh, we have time for this. We have time for this. But yet we don't pursue the one who delivered us, who has given us a power and authority through faith in him, in relationship with him, to have power over our flesh. Next thing I want to talk about is this. Because this is, this is big. When we're talking about faith, And I know this has been said many times and it's been preached many times, but we have to have faith over our feelings. We have to. We have to. We have to have faith over our feelings. 100%. I talked to many people last week who who were talking about this very thing, about how it seemed like that they were in a dry spot and it seemed like uh, they couldn't feel God and, and, and they had this battle of, of not being able, um, everything around them didn't, it, it just wasn't right. So, so their feelings were lying to them. Their feelings were telling them that God wasn't there. But we have to have faith over our feelings. We have to overcome what we see. We have to overcome fear I mean, fear, I mean, my goodness, the last two, three years, I mean, my fear has just been pushed down our throats. Fear has been pushed down our throats from, from the oldest to the youngest. Fear has been brought to us and, and, and just poured into us over and over and over again over these last couple of years. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 says this, For we live by faith and not by sight. For we live by faith and not by sight. It's that simple. It's simple, but how many know it's not always easy? It's not always easy process to live by that, to live by the faith that we have in Christ, knowing that he is there. It's not, it's not always easy. Sometimes we can get scared. Sometimes we can get worried. I love um, what Sister Paula said. Uh, last weekend was uh, just as we were praying and, and talking about even speaking over our family members and speaking life and truth over them and, and not speaking negative, not speaking down, but speaking life and truth over them because that's what we believe and that's what we stand and that's what we see. That's what we're going to see. It, I, it doesn't look like it right now, but I'm going to choose my faith to say that that's what it's going to be, that this is what's going to happen. So we live by faith and not by sight. One of the biggest areas that we battle in this area is this, is overcoming emotional distress. Like I said, we've had a ton of that these last couple of years. In uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 and 10, we see in, in leading up to the scripture in, in verse 9, Uh, Before that, you see Paul talking about, and many people have talked about, um, Paul, when he talked about how he prayed over and over again for a thorn to be moved from his flesh. You know, there's no, there's no, there's many, many thoughts about what that thorn was. And many theologians, many people have said, well, it could have been this, could have been this, but I know what it is done my research I'm just playing I don't know but I wonder and I'm just going to pose something I'm just going to pose something because when you think about Paul's life and you think about the radical change and go back and think about this Paul devoted his life for something that was false so much so that he caused people's death, imprisonment, torture, you name it. So imagine to take part in something like that and then having the realization that you were wrong and who Christ is, and thank God uh, that Christ came and saved him, and he became one of the greatest evangelists, the greatest preachers of the world, of uh, the greatest preachers the world has ever known. But I can imagine, because I thought about this, and I'm not saying this is it, please don't say, Pastor Jeremy preached that he heard from God that this is what it was, but I just wonder, could it have been, could it have been those thoughts that he struggled with, of all the harm that he had done to people? That's not something you forget. Could it be is that he was struggling with with the battle of what he had done in the past, even though he knew he was delivered. I I mean, come on, if you literally had somebody murdered and then found out that you did it falsely, that'd be pretty hard to get over. But no matter what it was, we know it was something significant. And this is what God's response to him was in verse 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Yes, amen. Oh, come on. Yes. My grace yes. is sufficient Jesus. for you. Yes, for my power is made perfect yes. in weakness. Yes. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weakness in insults and hardships and persecution and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Listen, Paul found the secret. He found it. God revealed to him the secret, that my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Listen, we have always been weak. We have always been overcome by sin. We were never able, because the Bible says that all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But it's in our weakness that the strength of God will then take over. And it's kind of like that poem that talks about, and you're walking where there are footsteps, footsteps in the sand, I think it is. Is that right, Pastor? Like, Is that the name of the poem? I can't remember. But talking about the journey that they're walking in, and they feel that, like, they're, like they're alone and they're weak, and it's that point that they look back and see that there was only one set of footprints because Christ was carrying them. Listen, we literally, we literally, no matter what we face over our feelings, we have power over them through the grace that is sufficient. I want to share something. I, at one point in my life, I had never, uh, ever um, had felt depression in my life. And after several life blows, if you want to call, them, I hit a time to where every day, no matter how much I prayed, sought God, and I never, ever neglected my time with God during that time, not once, I all I wanted to do every day is go into my room and cry. All I wanted to do was go in my door, go shut my door, my bedroom, and cry. That's how I felt 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day. And I was like, God, I, I, I did, I, I'm praying, Lord God. I'm seeking you. I'm, I'm worshiping. But no matter how much I worshiped, no matter how much I praised, no matter how much I spent in the word, I still had that feeling over me. Is it okay if, I, if I'm being real with you guys today? Is that okay? And then day after day, after day, after day, and those days turns into a month, a month turns into a couple months, three months turns into five months, Today after day, after day after day. But I was delivered and I overcame because I chose every day to choose faith over my feelings. It didn't take away that I was feeling those things. But even in the midst, listen, even in the midst of that, I was still living in victory even in the midst of depression. And I could look back and I could could see exactly what this says in verse nine, that says, my grace is sufficient for you. And I stood on that and I believed it. And I refused, I refused to allow my faith to be overcome by my feelings. Because there was not once, there's not once during that time that I did not know that Christ was with me and believed it. I knew I wasn't alone, even even though I couldn't feel it, even though I wasn't having any goosebumps. Five months went by, and every day I chose faith. One Friday morning I came in, about five months into it, and I sat at my desk, usually come in before everybody else's because that's what I do, opened my Bible, and I began to read, and the power of God filled the office so strong that I could barely even hold, hold myself up. And I just literally just was slumped over in the chair. And God just began to come with the refreshing water. I can, still feel, I can still feel it. He came with the refreshing water over me. And I just literally felt it just pouring through my soul. And I can tell you not one day since then. Have I had that feeling? Not one day since then. But I want to tell you something. When we hold on to faith, he will never fail us. But Pastor Jeremy, I've been walking through the battle for a long time. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. It doesn't matter how long you've walked through the battle. My grace is sufficient for you. Amen. You're not alone in that whole statement right there. He's saying, all you need is me. I'm there with you. I know you're going through a hard time. But I'm there. Hold on to your faith. Hold on. Hold on. God. You are a deliverer. God, you are a deliverer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I don't believe I've ever shared that publicly before. I think it was the first time. Sometimes people, how many times, sometimes, and it's not the reason why, but sometimes we we hold things in ourselves because we're embarrassed and we don't want people to know that we're struggling he's with you he's with you he's here for you today he's here for you today he's here for you today thank you jesus thank you jesus Jesus. Faith over flesh, faith over feelings. And to go even along with what we were just talking about is faith over failures. Faith over failures. His mercy is new every morning. And for me, I found out sometimes his mercy is new every morning. Every mid-afternoon, every afternoon, every evening. (laughs) Come on. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22, 22 through 23 says this. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. That's exciting. That's exciting. I remember this great, incredible preacher several years ago spoke to our young people on a on a subject. It was actually Sister Paula. And I will never forget something Sister Paula told the young people that night. And by the way, she's going to have me put on her website. She's selling that sermon for nine ninety nine, and so <laughs> the the website will be flash, flashing up over here. Over. There. I didn't want to do that, but say, hey, can you put a promo in? And, <laughs> she's the pastor's wife. I have to, and so. <laughs> but she talked about the process in our relationship with Jesus. And she says, and she said this. She says, you're going to be okay as long as you never let go of Jesus' hand. I don't know if you remember that or not. You don't? That's all right. You said it, I promise. Well, she doesn't remember it. I can go ahead and add a few things that she's... No, just... <laughs> and she said that. She said, just never let go of his hand. How many know that when we mess up and fail, that's one of the first things we want to do. We want to declare judgment upon ourselves immediately, and we want to pull away from Him. It's true, isn't it? We just want to immediately, oh, man, I messed up again. Nope, nope. But we need to remain in faith even when we fail. And never let go of the hand of Jesus because his mercies are new every morning. He is faithful to forgive us for those who come, for those who come to him, for those who repent. He is always faithful, always faithful to forgive. And this is one of the most awesome, incredible things. Not only forgive, but completely restore us as well. So we've got to have and hold on to our faith, even when we mess up. In your battle, with whatever it may be, bondages, whether it's holding um, on forgiveness or, or whatever it may be, there's times where, where situations will arise, and in the moment our flesh will give into it and we'll go right back to it. don't let go of the hand of jesus even at those moments come back come back and say god you said your mercies are new every morning and god i need them right now god i'm not i will not go back there i will not go back there in the name of jesus i am a man i am a woman of god and i am free in the name of jesus Keep your faith even in the moments when you mess up. The last thing is this, is always hope. Sister Paul, you can come up. Always hope. He is greater than all things. He is greater than all things. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 says this. Many of you guys are already starting to quote it in your head. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Always stand upon his promise to us. That he has good things for us. He has victory for us. He has power over bondages for us. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, says this. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. The victory has already been won. Go ahead and live in it. The victory has already been won. He is faithful. If you stand this morning. Hallelujah. I'm gonna ask today if there's anybody in this place that you came in here and you said, you know, I honestly, Yeah, to be honest, I really don't have a relationship with Christ. I I, I really don't. I don't have a relationship with him. I want you to know how much he loves you today. He loves you so much that he gave his one and only son to die on the cross for you. To wash away, to cleanse your sins. To set you on his path. The path that says I have plans to prosper you. I have good things for you. You're here today, and you're saying, Hey, I'm 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 ready. I'm tired of trying to do this by myself. I'm tired. I want Christ in my life. I want a relationship with Him. I want forgiveness. I want a new. If that's you, just make your way out of your seats and just come up front here. If there's anybody in this place, say that's me. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus if anybody in this place walk up here walk up here and let us pray with you today I need Jesus Christ in my life I'm not gonna leave here I'm not gonna leave here anybody in this place thank you Jesus thank you Jesus hallelujah thank you Jesus Hallelujah. Who in here, if you're honest, at least one of those things that we talked about today, says, "Yeah, that's me. I struggle there. I let, sometimes I let my feelings overcome my faith. I struggle. Many of us in here." We serve a God who is faithful. We serve a God who is faithful. And you might be in here today and you could say, Pastor Jeremy, I understand what you were saying when you were sharing that testimony. I want you to know that he is faithful and he is here for you today. And this is what we're gonna do because in my my spirit right now, I just feel like there's, Twenty, thirty 30 different areas are things that God is speaking right now to, to different people just just call it and you can feel the tug on your spirit so this is what we're gonna do we're just gonna open up the altar and we're gonna go into worship and if you have anything that you want to bring to the Lord something it, it, it might be depression it, it, who knows what it might be but you're saying today I want to give it to God the one who is faithful The one who will deliver me. I want to give to God today, just as we sing.
0: No matter how long you live for Jesus, you're going to go through temptations. You can go ahead and play, that's so pretty. You're going to have temptations. You're going to have trials. But He who began a good work in you, He's going to be faithful. He's the one going to help you and bring you all the way through to the end to where you can see him one day. That, that, that's the plan, <laughs> amen? So if I'm saying this for myself in front of you and, and then you agree if, you know, nobody's going to test you on this, but you you agree if this is how you feel. This week, Lord, help me to be a woman of the word all week long. If that's you, then you say that over yourself as a man of God or as a woman, you say that over yourself. Lord, Lord help me to be a woman all week long. All week long. More. More more than you are. I mean, you could be more. We could all. Now the second one is, Lord, help me to be a woman of prayer more this week. So if that's how you feel about yourself, you say that over your own life. Be a man, if it, you say it right now. If that's how you feel. God, help me to be, help me to be that all week long. Help me to be more that. Help me to be more that. Help me God, to be faithful. Help me to obey when you ask me to come and pray. And when you want me to come and read the word, help me to obey. And then the last one, is Lord, I know you are the answer, and so if you can use me in any way at all this week to bless somebody else, to tell them about Jesus, to to give to them, if that's your prayer, will you pray that? Lord, I pray that you would use me this week, God, to shine your light, Lord, to be a witness for you, to not be shy and not step back, but to tell somebody that you love them, to tell them, Lord, you are the way, Help me, Lord, to be bold for you. (laughs) Lord God, to witness for you. Fill me with your spirit, with strength to witness. Fill me with your spirit, God, to be a woman of the word, to be in prayer this week, God, to be faithful, to proclaim you, God, to those who need it, Lord. (laughs) Body of Christ says together, amen. God's gonna help you with all that. It is so good to see you this week. We look forward to seeing you again next week. (laughs) We love you. Don't walk by what you see. Don't be a Christian by what you feel. Walk by faith. Say it with me. Walk by faith. One more time. I will walk by faith. Yeah, I will walk by faith this week. We love you. Isn't it good to see Pastor Jerry today? (laughs) Yay! And we're so glad God's helping you. Hallelujah, God bless you. We love you. Even when
1: I don't see it to